I got dinner with Shabbos, Parshas Vayechi. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's shir is sponsored by the Markowitz family of Waterbury, Connecticut. There's a chus, the Siyata Dishmaya, for all of their kids and all of the kids in Klaisol to have a wonderful geshmak in the Yiddishkeit. Thank you to our corporate sponsors, Meridian Senior Health, Bluestone Brokerage, and the Hassan's Zaltz Law Firm for future dedications. To sponsor Ashur, please reach out to 845-367-2959. Before we start, just a quick sentiment. This week is, besides being Parshish Vayechi, is also Shabbos Chazak. We say Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak upon the completion of the entire Sefer Bracious. This automatically evokes tremendous emotion and yearning for the end of the tsaras, of the atrocities we've endured as a nation, as a people, as brothers, as a unit of Achinu Beis Yisrael, of Kali Yisrael. May this not only be the end of Seif Abracious, but may it be the end and the secession to all of the tsaras that we've endured on the journey. It's been about 80 days now of Gehenim on earth, of mourning of our holy brothers and sisters falling to the hand of the devil, to the hand of evil, to the hand of Esau, Yishmal, to the one that said enough, may he say enough to our pain, to our sorrow. May Hashem bring relief and consolation to all those in need, to all of us that are in need. And may we be zeiche to the gula b'karav. May Hashem heed Tilt his ear to our tefillahs, to our pain, to our outcry. And may we be zeichet to Mashiach Zidkenu, b'mheira mamish. Amen. On the topic of Hashem hearing our outcry, and the importance of us turning only to Him, and realizing that He's the source of all Yeshua, Nechama, Geula, it's appropriate this week's parsha. we find something very, very interesting, that's so applicable to the situation to the circumstances that we find ourselves in now. Before Yaakov Avinu distributed the brachas to the Shvatim, Yaakov told Yosef, says the Pasuk, Yosef, Behold, I am about to die. I'm about to die. May Hashem be with you. May bring you back to the land of your fathers, Tarot Yisrael. Says the Pasuk in Parak Memches, Pasuk Chav Beis, achad al Says Yaakov to Yosef, Behold, I'm going to give you a Shechem, which is one portion more than your brothers. Which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Now this is a very interesting word, the word Shechem. Simply it sounds like it's referring to the land of Shechem that Yaakov conquered. Rashi says that there's two interpretations. Either it can mean like we just said, it's the land of Shechem that he's giving over to Yosef. Or Shechem, Shechem Echad could mean that it was the Bechayru that Yaakov inherited that he was giving over to Yosef as a present for his children to be to two portions in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, but either way, the point is that Yaakov was bequeathing Yosef with extra, with a Shechem Achad, Alachacha, an extra portion over his brothers. Now, if we analyze the Psukim, we find something very interesting. Yaakov Avinu makes a very specific mention as to how he acquired 
these extra presents that he was about to give over to Yosef, what does Yaakov say? He says, I'm about to give you this extra portion that I took from the Amari. Says Yaakov Avinu, very important. Yosef, you should know. They're not Stam. I'm giving you these presents. But the way I got it, the way I acquired it, was through my sword and my bow. This is very seemingly irrelevant. doesn't matter. shouldn't matter to Yosef how my father got the presents with my sword, my bow. What does it matter to Yosef? He's happy. He's getting a present. He's getting Yerusha. But Yaakov is sitting on his deathbed. Why, why did Yaakov find it so important at this time to relate? The seemingly insignificant detail. So if you take a look in Targum Unklis, Unklis tells us, while this is Pashup shot, this is the black and white text, this is what we see on the page, that Yaakov Vinu is saying, it's my sword and my bow, which I use to conquer the land, the Bechaira. Unklis tells us, what does it really mean? What's Becharbi Vikashti? Bitsalusi Uva Usi, with my prayer and with my plea. So accordingly, we can understand why it was very important for Yaakov Avinu to tell this message over to Yosef. Yaakov Avinu, on his deathbed, as he's going on to the next world, he wants to give over the Messiah, he wants to give over the way he was victorious, the way he was successful, the way he was zeichet to these grand land, this grand inheritance of the Bechera, all these things. And he wanted Yosef to know that it's not for no, it didn't just come, it came through my tefillah, it came through the Kayach, of connection to the Rabbani Shalom, of work on my relationship, it was with my tzloisi, my ba'usi, with my constant and my fervent prayers, and my long davenings, and with that I was to this great nachla, to this great piece of land, and now you're getting that, and as I'm going on to the next world, I want to give over besides the land, I want to give you over this message, perhaps more fundamentally, more important, which is how I received this. So this is a very nice, beautiful pshat. We can understand now why Yaakov found it ever most important to give over this message to Yosef Tzaddik during the final moments of his life. Yet we still have to understand a very important question, which is, while this is a beautiful pshat, and Targum Unklis is doing his job of being the Targum, of translating and elucidating, expounding, and giving us the explanation off the page, Yet, how does this jive? How does this read into the simple, simplistic translation of the words? The Pasuk says, Yaakov Vinu said, I, I conquered with my sword and my bow. So while this is a beautiful pshat that the Targum Unklis is telling us, that no, it wasn't the physical, of course, it was the spiritual, it was my koich of ruchnius that I was zeichte. It's very nice. It sounds very drushtik, very soydistik, with pardis. But when we look at the black and white words on the page, which say, with my sword and with my bow, then Targum Unklis's pshat of Bitzloi seemingly has no place. doesn't seem to fit at all into the words in the Torah. How do we understand this? How do we go about? Now, while there's a very famous answer from Yibitzchok Zev Salavechik, the Briskarov, Zechayin Tzadik Levrocha, I don't want to focus on that right now. It's a beautiful pshat. And maybe we can discuss it at a different time. But I just saw a fascinating pshat from the Nitziv. And it is so relevant for these times, for right now, to listen to this pshat. What's the difference between a cherev, a sword, and a keshes, a bow? 
Says the Nitziv, they are intrinsically different at the core. When country A is trying to attack and overcome country B, trying to assassinate the king, evil king, that's caused them much harm. Country A infiltrates, goes into the city, breaks down the walls, breaks down the barriers, and then encounters not the king. The king is all the way in the middle, tucked away, secure, in his palace with security guards and generals. And there's layers and layers and layers of soldiers and guards and more generals and more police and ministers and etc. So what's the tactic? Country A has to use a sword. The first step is a sword. They come into close contact. The foot soldiers go and do a foot operation just like we're doing now. They go in and they take down as many people as they can, as many soldiers and guards and generals as they can. And finally, over time, over days, weeks, perhaps months, they finally eliminate that whole outer layer, the whole outer shield, until they're within semi-reach of the king. Now, they're obviously not going to go all the way to the king because then they're going to get shot down. So at that point, when they're within enough proximity that they're able to reach the king, then, says the Nitzv, they take out the arrow. That's when the arrow comes into use. After all of the outer layers have been peeled away, have been destroyed, and now this contact to the king, now's the time you take out the arrow and you give it your best shot. You pull back, you launch, and you hope it reaches the target. You hope it penetrates to where you need it to go. Says the Nitziv, it's the exact same thing with Tfilo, with our connection with the Rabbanish Lailam and how we reach him. And this is the Pshad and Targum Unklus. This is fascinating. Says the Nitziv, we need to get to Hashem, we need to get to the Kisei covered. But there's so much Minis and Malachim that are Mekatrig and the Samach Mems and the Itzahara. There's so much in between us. There's so much Pirud. There's so much separation between us and Malach Malachim Lachim. And in order to get to Hashem, the first step is we have to eliminate all the outer peels. We have to eliminate all the outer shells and the klipas and those minias. Says the Nitziv, the way to conquer those outer shells, the minias, the klipas, the samach mems, the first step is we take out our sword, our cherev, and we use that as a foot operation. We go in, we daven, we daven shmana esrei, we daven psukid de zimra, we daven the tfilis, the anshe knesses hakadoilo, Composed for us. That's the strongest, the sharpest klizayin weapons that we have to get to the Banish Lailam. After that, after we cleared the way, there's a whole next level. There's another level, which is called the Tfilos Yachid. The inner cry, the plea of every individual Yid for his individual pain, his tsaris. And while we can't go mamish to malach we can't go to Gadish Baruch to Kudjubrich, we can't go face to face, we can't go upon him upon him. But we can go within reach, we can get close, we can get, we can surpass all those minias, we can get into some type of proximity. And from that vantage point, then we take out our arrow, just like in a real battle. We take out our arrow, we pull it back, we take our tilis, and we pull back the arrow of Ruchnius, and then we pop. We let it go. We shoot. 
as hard as we can. We shoot a tefillah, supercharged, packed, swelling with heartfelt prayer, with plea, with kavana, with bikush, with showing Hashem, that we realize that there's nowhere else that we can channel our hope and prayer and plea other than Him. And in turn, we hope that Hashem, Kamayim Panim El Panim, returns our tefillahs, answers our tefillahs, removes us from the shackles of our pain and sorrow and anguish, and brings us redemption and Yeshua and Echama to all of our needs and wants. Accordingly, says the Nitziv, this is the pshat. Of course, the black and white pshat in the Pasuk, Bechar Biyuvikashti is my sword and my bow. But really, says Targum Unklis, it's symbolic of the way a foot operation is done, the way a country goes and infiltrates into the other country, and the operation they have to do in order to get to the king is first the charet, first the sword, the face-to-face encounter, and then it's the shot with the arrow at the king. And that's what Unclus is telling us. That's what Yaakov Avinu is telling Yosef at Tzaddik. I went with my cherev, the sharp, intrinsically sharp cherev, the sword. I fought those malachim, I fought the mekatrigim, I fought the minis. I knocked them all down, I eliminated them. And then finally after that, I took out my arrow, kashti. I took out my arrow, pulled back, and I launched a arrow packed with tefillahs, with prayer, for all of my needs, for all of my trials and travails, for all my tests that I've gone through in my life. And my dear son Yosef, I'm telling you on my deathbed, that was my key to success. That's how I'm giving you over now this Shechem Achad, this extra present just for you, the extra portion that you're getting over your brothers. And I'm telling you that I did it with my Kherav and my Keshes, not because I was a warrior, not because I was a fierce warrior or redneck, Chas I'm telling you this because the truth is, that it was referring to the tactic of my tefillah, becherev uvekashti, betzloisi uvausi. May we take this lesson at the culmination of Sefer Bereshis and remind ourselves and inculcate ourselves with the knowledge, with the truest truth, that the only way we're going to be matzliach in universal battles and personal battles, and struggles, trials, and travails, all the Nisoyinus that we're tested with, is only going to be with this Mahalach, with this outlook, with this perspective. We're only going to get by when we channel everything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but when we first knock out the Minyas, realize that there's so much between us, we take our Cherev. And then the next step, when we're there, we say, Hashem, I'm taking this arrow, this Kesh, I'm pulling it back, and it has all of my personal pain, anguish, unclarity, uncertainties, but I'm throwing it onto you. I'm sending it straight to you. I have nowhere else to cast all of my pain, all of my worries, rather than to you. And then Hashem takes that arrow and kisses it. And hopefully, He'll answer us and grant us all that we need, all the Yeshuas that we need. That was the lesson. That was the significance that Yaakov Avinu was telling Yosef on his deathbed as he was passing on to the next world. Bechar b'vikashdi.
is it's the same thing, it's the same tactic, there's no difference. And may we be zeicher to tap into that level on this parsha of Chazach, Chazak, Vinis, Chazak, remind ourselves that this is the ultimate truth, that we have nowhere else to turn and to channel all that we deal with, all that we are challenged with, all that we face. The only place, the only address is for the Rabbanish Lelem. Hashem, be paida us, matzal us, protect us, and send us the core Yeshua for all that we need, the rebuilding of Ba'ish Lishi, and the sending of Melech HaMashiach Tzedkenu B'mher V'menu Amen. I thank each and every one of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.